coffee o'clock. It's time for Charlottable. Charlottable, your place for bi-weekly discourse on either important gaming subjects or feel for fives. Random but well thought out gaming top fives with me, the host, Ryan, and Lady Luna, the queen of the Dunadane, breaker of chains, mother of Minecraft, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. Are you good? <laughs> I am doing very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I'm so, so hyped for this weekend. We're recording two Charlotte Balls. I'm recording two Pixie Podcasts. There's a lot of shit going on and I'm just buzzing. You're an absolute madman, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> and I'm loving it. And, I was, and that I was, is putting it lightly. I was bringing the hype on your stream last night. I was bringing the hype on Ellie's stream oh last God. night. I was loving it. You know, so much energy. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was brilliant. Right. The rundown for today is just basically, of course, we'll have Luna's Adventures where we find out what Charlotte's been up to. We'll have Feel for Fives, which this week is memorable gaming characters. And then tips for if, you, tips for if you're feeling twitchy. And then, of Ooh. course, thought of the day to round it off. So, Charlotte, fire away with the Patreon. So, Patreon, in case you forgot, www.patreon.com forward slash pixie podcast, where you can check out our free fan tabby dozy levels of membership. This is where you can support this show and help us make it to the next level. Patreon.com forward slash pixie podcast. See it to believe it. See it to believe it. Right. Yeah. What have you half been up to? <laughs> well, since it's not really been that long since we did the last podcast, Cast. Um, I suppose the most noticeable thing would be uh, we hit 500 followers. <laughs> yeah, super sick. Which is kind of insane. Yep. Uh, majorly, majorly insane. Cannot believe it. Had a little bit of a panic attack, I think, on the stream. I was like, oh my God, people, where have you come from? Hello. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah, flew, so it didn't it? Flew in. Oh my God, it really did. <laughs> I mean, I think we started at like 485, and then within 15 minutes, we were at 504. Yeah, like, what time does your stream start exactly again? Is it 8? Um, no. <laughs> what is it? No, it must On be a Saturday Ellie's we start at 8. 6. 6. Yeah, Ellie starts at 8. But for the first yeah, hour of your stream, you barely moved on Minecraft just because it was so hype. There was just, it was just oh constant, God, constant chat, constant following, yeah. constant donations. It was just mental. Yeah, I mean, on a Saturday, it's normally, we try not to do Minecraft for very long, maybe an hour maximum. Yep. But because we basically did nothing for the first hour and a half, we did like an entire Minecraft stream. Nice. Because um, we just didn't get anything done. It's it so sick, insane, though. Yeah. It was so sick. It was and your, incredible. Your, your I mean, audience I can't interaction thank everybody is enough. just like something else. It's just your ability to just continually, <laughs> continually like pick up on and talk to everybody yeah. about all thank these individual you. things is really, really good. Um, so. Oh, well, it's just it's something I enjoy. I enjoy chatting. Um, yeah. And I basically see that every single person in my like chat is it's kind of like a bit of a friend, really. Hmm. Um, they're people I see basically three times a week. I chat to them on Discord. I chat to them on other people's streams. Yep. They're such a big part of my life. And it's just it's easy to talk to them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's just like everyone has their own little personality and everyone has their own individual yeah. things they chat to you about. But it's really nice when everyone comes together and all writes about the same things. Yeah, it is. And... 
and we're getting to a point now where we know people's kind of like humor so we know what we yeah. can kind of get away with in terms of like joking we know who can take a bit more banter than say some other people yes that's um, it, yeah. and we know what kind of like humor is right for them it's, mm-hmm. it's really 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 good actually it's really really yeah, really like, good I, I can't and it's nice to see you Mm. yes <laughs> yeah, it's oh, nice yeah. to see I, you forming I... such a good relationship with my mod jacks yes i definitely. mean you bully the hell out of me but you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely me and jacks uh, got a bit of bromance going on you know he's good he's good oh, he, he uh got me another uh, <laughs> sub tier three sub to your channel as well now so yeah. well, i was well happy about that absolute nutter um, absolute yeah, nutter he's he's proper funny uh but yeah it's all it's all, uh, <laughs> it's all good fun but in regards to games, yeah. of course, Minecraft, what did you manage to get done on the stream, though? Because obviously you, you still continuing <laughs> to build the castle. Is that still a thing? Yeah, so the castle was still a thing. Um, basically, the goal was we were going to complete the like, exterior um, oh, before okay. 2021. I'd say we like 99% did it. So I'm like, yeah, check. That one's done. Mm-hmm. We're kind of taking a break from the interior because I have no freaking clue how to do it. Right. Um, so we kind of have moved on to the like town centre place because it's a um well it's a sub server for all the subscribers a bit of an extra perk yeah and we're kind of encouraging people to, to like come onto the server and build shops mm. so we've been working on my shop which is a tavern um so we did a little bit of that we were trying to build a clock tower and then I failed at building a clock uh, clock tower <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. why did you fail building a clock tower. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I really, really couldn't. Really? I'm thinking, what does it look like? It's a massive tower. I mean, you just build a massive tower and it's like, right, okay, that's just a massive square. I just <laughs> couldn't do it and it's insane. I built a bloody castle, but I can't build a clock tower. Mm. What are you going to have to use for the actual clock face though when you do it, like white and black wool or something? Well, I was thinking, I'm playing around with it loads because you can obviously put item frames in and just put like a tiny clock in. But then that's yeah, just yeah. like a one little block yeah so i was thinking you could probably do like a circle type of thing and we all know i love a good circle in minecraft <laughs> so yeah. do like a circle face and then use maybe fences or something and like half slabs but yeah that'd be know. cool it's using really, the fences really to make like by, um, hands yeah. would be cool of the yeah because it's inspired by um the bower stone like town center and fable oh, that's cool. kind of like my main inspiration for it and it's got this massive clock tower so i'm trying to kind of yeah redo that but in minecraft it's really hard i don't know how to do it well i'm sure you'll be able to do it given how great your castle is so i'm sure you'll well thank you you'll be able to smash it at some point and it's just all part of the learning we learning curve see. i guess isn't it um but yes so <laughs> if by the time this podcast comes out and there's a fountain you know that i have given yes up and we've gone yes back to the that's fountain. it yeah yeah and that these worries were a thing of the past um yes <laughs> so yeah streams absolutely booting off you also announced yes. a rather exciting thing on the stream last night i really 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 did so because we hit 500 um we have to now do a 12 hour stream and by the time this podcast comes out that will be done but the super exciting news is and i believe i mentioned it in the last podcast is we're officially getting merch yes super (laughs) super dope and what are you you looking to bring oh well there's so many ideas people really 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 want mugs i think mm. they've seen a pixie mug and they're like oh we'd love to get a luna uh, mug and i know yep. they were saying they want like a luna slash pixie crossover mm-hmm. which i think would be absolutely sick yeah um, definitely but everyone just wants a bloody potato on like a hoodie or a t-shirt yeah. that is all people want surprises me really because um, if i was going to have some luna merch i'd prefer the like the control you know the luna sort of switchy yeah. controlly thing you got yeah yeah the logo you know but, um 
yeah, people really, really, really want the potato. <laughs> and the people were saying last night they'd really love like a potato like plushie. And I think that is a genius yeah, idea. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, could you just imagine that? Like my setup behind me, just a massive plushie potato. Yeah. I think it would be great. That would be well funny. Um, really, but really of course, funny. that will be linked in uh, in Charlotte's Twitch, which is Lunage. Yes. So um, go and check that out. If there's any listeners that are listening who uh, haven't checked out with Charlotte yet, then just fire away because it's great. It's, it's a good laugh anytime you go on there and it's just really, really <laughs> feel you. good, which is the most important yeah. thing. Okay. Is that yeah, all no, for Lunage? It's Lunage's a really lectures? good place. I believe so. Okay. I think so. Um, yes. We move on to feel for fives which is the main segment of the show and this week it is memorable gaming characters so oh, i'm so excited about a, this a tough a tough list uh to to write i think for, for two people who, yeah really, who really, really hard really seem to love their characters uh, like we do um but you start you far away okay. it is charlottable people are here for you so that's <laughs> let's hear what you have to no, say no 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 <laughs> so it was really 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 hard to put this list together and i kind of said to ryan um i maybe don't have five i kind of have six but i'm going to choose which five out of the six as i'm going along yeah um so to start off with and this is in no order because i really could not choose um and it probably won't surprise anybody at this point that this character is from fable mm. um fable 2 specifically and it is sister hannah aka hannah okay um i don't know if you've heard of her ryan not at all fill me in no so she is basically is my favorite npc from the main storyline so with fable you're obviously a hero and you've got to get the hero with strength um will and i can't remember the other one strength will and something else is like i don't know stealth okay. something there's three different heroes you need to get and sister hannah aka hammer is the hero of strength okay. and she is a well she's an incredibly strong female character but she is not like sexualized in any way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so normally when you've got like female characters, they're obviously, well, as I said, over sexualized. Yeah. Hannah, mm -mm, not at all. She's like seven foot tall, absolute tank, like absolute unit. Nice. Um, but she's got such a sad story. About is she like a bit of a Brianna Tarth? Is she or? Oh my god, yes, literally like uh, that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because like I say, her name is Hannah. But yeah. everyone calls her Hammer because oh, yeah. her um, weapon choice <laughs> is a massive, um, cool. well, massive hammer that she like steals off of a statue. Because yeah, she witnesses like her dad um, literally getting murdered in front of her Jeez. in the Temple of Light, and she's just like, you know what? I'm going to turn all of this anger mm. into my strength, and we're going to go kill Lucian, and we're going to do it, and it's going to be epic. Plus, she becomes like the hero of Bowerstone's bestie. Um, because you end up in the storyline, you have to go to prison for like 15 years. Right. And you come back and Hammer is waiting for you with your dog and it's just the best feeling ever. Oh, that's cute. She was the one yeah, you made I... all the phone calls to in prison, yeah? Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically that. But so, Plus so is it... after your dog. Is it specifically her, like, is it just the dialogue choices? Obviously, her, like, just her backstory, as fair that you've sort of gone through. But, like, any specific, like, dialogue things between you and her that, like, sort of created those moments, or? I don't know. I think it's purely down to the fact that of all of the other heroes in the main storyline, she is the one that you feel like you actually make a connection with. Yeah. She starts off like, hey, you're quite cool. And then she kind of accompanies you um, for all of these different kind of quests. Um, and I find that her dialogue with you is it's the most personal. She seems to be the one that really, really, really wants to be your friend rather than it's just somebody you bump into trying to get a quest done. Yeah, cool. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's whether or not as a kid playing the game, because obviously I played it when I was really, really, really young. Yeah. And this could be why she's so memorable. I kind of looked at her and I was like, you know what? That is some female inspiration right there in the 100%. game. That's super cool. And, it, and, I, and obviously badass. she is probably, well, obviously uh, made to be befriend the main character and everything. So as often we attach ourselves to protagonists, I'm assuming you sort of yeah. saw her befriending you in a way, you know, which is nice. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously Fable is one of these games, the main kind of NPCs you aren't able to really form relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a storyline. You can't really change it. It is what it is. Yeah. But at the very end of a Fable game, and I'm not going to say what it is because you haven't played it yet, mm-hmm. um, you have to make a really, really, really horrible choice. And at the very end, each three of the different heroes, you can kind of see which one they'd go for. Yeah. And I'd always go for the option to make Hammer still like me. Always. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. stupid, but I really, really, really did. Yeah, Because cool. you don't see her again after you complete the game. Oh, I see. That's, that I happens in Witcher as well, doesn't it? You lose all the NPCs of the world. Yeah at the end of it that's really annoying um but yeah, it's yeah that's, awful, that's, but that's yeah, cool she's first so memorable. option she's incredible yeah any any other particular memories for her before we move on to my first one? Oh, she well she actually now that you're thinking about it, she has a really 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 cool song okay um when you first meet her outside i think it's like outside of oakfield um like a theme tune or she sings, sings a song it? no she's actually singing oh, cool. um she is singing like a little kind of like ditty about the hero of Oakvale, and the right. hero of Oakvale is actually Fable, the first one. Oh, that's so. She's dope. Like singing a little song about that. Oh, that's just literally made me think about. It. But yeah, that's super cool. The first time <laughs> we meet her, she's singing it, and now that I've gone and played Fable like the first time, yeah, I'm yeah. About going, oh my god, yeah, yeah. oh my god, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've done that. No, she's super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Okay. Nice first choice. Um, my first choice is Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Um, he is everyone, every every um, piece of a person I'd want to be in every shape and form. He is attractive. He is adventurous. <laughs> he is intense. He is like a thrill seeker, like adrenaline junkie, nutter. Um, and he has a massive heart. He is like uh, an out and out sort of good guy. He always, even though he oh. sometimes makes it, he's a bit of obviously he's a he's a treasure hunter, so he's got that edge of scandal yeah. about him. He's a bit like sort of he reminds me he's a bit of a, a sort of a slight sort of Han Solo character, um, and he's like kind of oh, wa- okay. walks that kind of line of being like you know a cheeky chappy who really cares, but and that kind of stuff. And when you're introduced to him, he's very like uh, he seems as if he's using Elena, who's the who's the main. Um, who's his love interest in the game and she or well, yeah. she becomes his love interest to begin with she's just a camera um woman that he's um employed and it just mm-hmm. the way his character develops his relationship with sully his relationship with his brother in the later games um his relationship with elena obviously as well uh is just absolutely amazing and and just how his character develops from the first one of being sort of a, a cocky kind of headstrong um but but like sort of hearty and soulful guy that turns into this kind of reflective um extremely uh heartbroken character in the fourth where you learn a lot more about his history and he is obviously left 
being a we're trying to make it as spoiler free as possible um he's left being like this <laughs> this life is this life that he lived he left behind he's, he's done all these crazy things he's gone and found all these like lost treasures like el dorado and all these different things um and oh, nice. he but he's now just living like a normal life and there's uh, specifically in four is where my my real attachment came to him because beforehand it was just like oh my god he's so cool and like obviously he's deep in regards to his love for um elena and stuff like that but in the fourth one specifically is when you really delve deep into his character you're up in a, an attic and he's like just working an office oh. job and he has his own little attic and up in his attic all these like trinkets and things from his history and the game takes you wow. through it in a beautiful way where like it has little um little physical items all dotted through the the um the attic where you go through yeah. and each one you pick up is like one from the previous game so like with your fable story of it like calling yeah. back to the previous games you pick up like you know a piece of one of the pieces of gold from the very first game of the like treasure that he manages to find you know and like and then it shows the oh, second one sick. and you can look for his diaries from the old, old games and stuff like that because one of the things oh, he does I is like that. writes diaries. It's, it's quality. And and as he goes through, he goes, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, look, quick, quick, quick. Oh, my God, these guys are coming. And oh. obviously, like, it's uh, like one of the things you do in all the other games, you have, like, waves and waves of enemies and it's that kind of, like, cover third-person shooter mechanics. Uh, and suddenly okay, he picks cool. up this plastic gun and goes, quick, they're coming. And then, like, you shoot these, like pretend plastic bullets at these like targets he's got on the ceiling and stuff because obviously he's like um oh. he misses that life he misses that yeah. thrill um and he goes through it and then like elena calls him downstairs and there's this beautiful moment where he's sat on the sofa and he's eating something and he looks to this photo on the wall and this is something that really resonates with me is one of my favorite moments in all video games where he he looks yeah. at this photo and it's like a photo of like an island like a distant land like all the kind of places he'd be after before and like it plays this like beautiful tribal music and he like zones completely out and then Elena's like, You listening to me? And it like brings you back to the room and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like he hit this this beautiful like battle within himself of like wanting wow. his love for Elena wants him to be grounded wants him to have this grounded yeah. life but he he uh, like his love his other love in his life is this like thrill seeking walking on the very edge of almost dying every three seconds like adventurer you know um That's which so is cool. which is super sick and i think just in general he's like he's just a he's just got that kind of aura about him he's cheeky he's always like making really funny jokes all the time like that kind of he's like super sarcastic all of his jokes yeah. like really sarcastic and great i'd love i'd really love you to play a shot you'd love it um i am i'm literally thinking about thinking you know what this kind of seems a bit like indiana jones and he's yes really, oh really, yeah really so great. effectively yeah he's gaming's indiana jones why well, i used han solo same same um same <laughs> yeah. same actor uh, but yeah yes. he's effectively <laughs> indiana jones in every way shape and form um but he's he's just got his slight own sort of twist and character and he's mm. like he got he's deep because he was like he was an orphan and all these things that you find out about his history oh. and you find out so about it like him. really gets you in the feels yeah oh yeah and, and it also he has this which i think strikes me on a personal level is he has this affinity with his older brother and i really look up to my older brother a lot and like oh. he's got the, about the same age gap between him and his older brother as me and my older brother and stuff so obviously there's personal things yeah. applied to this as well but he's just such a fantastic character and, and just the every every moment that kind of like classic drake like whoa 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 and then, then like he falls off a train or something you're hanging on by the you know it's like a, an action movie you're playing action you're hanging on on a train that's full half off a half off a mountain and you're like swinging above your doom you know and you've got to climb your way up and all those kind of things wow. um on a less serious note he's got the strongest fingers you've ever seen in your life because he always seems to be able to hang on 
looked uh, <laughs> that is un- not what I thought he unrealistically hang on <laughs> to everything that he ever holds on to um, that is uh, but, but definitely that. his his relationship with uh, Sully again is a really cute thing Sully's like his older mentor um, oh. he's he's like far far older like in his he must be in his 70s maybe six late 60s um, yeah. and he's and Sully's like the ultimate sort of cheeky chappy like scoundrel like oh uh oh there's a there's a um there's someone that i've done over in the past you know like better avoid them or those kind of things um and everyone always knows him and and i think just just as a total to round up drake he's someone that like above me right now i've got his necklace hanging above my mic um he's he's like truly truly like as close to my heart as you can get i don't think yeah I don't think I'll ever see him as a protagonist in a game again because because of the way that, that they rounded off the series. But like, oh, okay, I I think he may appear, and I don't think Uncharted as a series is dead. But I certainly think that that um, Drake's Na- story, Na- is yeah, gone. Nathan Drake's story was rounded off in such a nice way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, like I say, I won't dive into too much about the ending of of that. But the way it's rounded off is absolutely beautiful and lovely, and he is just such a such a fantastic yeah. amazing character um but yeah Nathan so Drake. something to add on to that obviously mm-hmm. you're saying that um you don't think he'll make a return because of how the story ended mm-hmm. if it was to return do you think you'd be a bit upset with that yeah 100 percent. yeah the, the way yeah. they the way they f- they f- they uh played out the story was an epic ending to a tale and don't get me wrong they leave the ending very much like we could definitely carry on with this character or we could definitely carry on it yeah. with this character but definitely never even slightly hint at drake um and i think even yeah. at the very most you might be able to get like a a sort of prequel story or like an older story back out of him in like the, okay. know, the, lost, the lost tapes between yeah. the t- between the bigger games if you then that wouldn't irk me quite as much but i just think like as Mm -hmm. as a character the voice actor and everything they've just been on a journey together like him and and the the voice actor who is just skipping my mind just for a second but um troy baker it might no troy baker is the other one nolan north is his name nolan north um is is the actor and he's just he just is the best like voice he's got the coolest voice nathan drake um you know he's tall dark and handsome and you just want to be him really but like (laughs) yeah for sure if they carried it on if they like somehow brought him back again i think it would be a bit like uh, a bit of a toy story 4 you know like the way they ended toy story 3 was uh, like yeah it's done done yeah. done done Perfect. done and then all of yeah. a sudden you got toy story 4 again you're like oh come on guys like you just yeah yeah you're clutching at straws no here. i get that i just i felt like i wanted to ask because i know mm. that a lot of the characters um on my list they're probably people i'd love to see return cool. to my kind yeah, of screen yeah. so it's really really interesting that obviously you love this character he's on your mm. list but you then wouldn't want him to come back because you're happy with how his yeah. story ended yeah yeah so i just I found think, that really interesting i think there'll be a stark con- a stark contrast between our two uh, lists if that's the case that's for sure yeah because <laughs> a lot a lot of my characters um won't be making appearances again that's for sure mm, okay, okay, um, okay. but yes your second one so my second one and i think people if they listen to my first podcast they will probably know who I'm going to say and weirdly this is actually my last female on my list mm-hmm. um but it's actually Serana from um the Dawnguard oh, DLC really? of Skyrim cool. yeah I like so, that yeah she's one of my favorite characters of any game ever and it's really really odd that she's an NPC the same as um Sister Hannah in the fact that it's not a character that you play but it's somebody you play with if that makes sense yeah um, I said it's companion Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, 
she's just very, very memorable in my mind because I'm able to play my game and then she's there kind of impacting my game. Yeah. And I find that her story, as I said in my first podcast, it's super sad with how obviously she became a vampire with her like dad and her dad being a complete dick. Definitely. All of that. Um, but I find that in Skyrim, she is the only character that you can actually build a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, obviously, you've got kind of characters that walk around and they say the same dialogue to you over and over and over again. So yeah. like you go with Lydia and she's like, ooh, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's And it. then Serana, she's got so much interesting dialogue. Obviously, she did come in with a DLC, mm. but you get to explore so many different avenues with her. So you get to explore, obviously, first meeting her and she's super cold with you. She doesn't know if she trusts you. She then warms up to you a little bit and then she's like, oh, no, can't do this and backs away a little bit. Yeah, and she's... she just kind of moves she... on and on and on with her emotions with you. Yeah, she's, she's like she sticks out in my mind obviously she hasn't made my list but she sticks out in my mind for sure because like i played uh, skyrim pools well i didn't play skyrim i watched paul play skyrim the other day um and yeah. he showed it to me and i was just like oh cool you're going around with serana like and i was talking about her and stuff and like that. it was really cool really nice seeing her again um yeah and she she has this like uh this level of detail that i don't think many characters have especially the companions no. in skyrim that's for sure where like she will question what you're doing yeah she will like even when you have you're offered to obviously spoilers here anybody who's who's listening um but like that she has she when when you can choose to become a vampire and you can ask her to do it to you she will like actively say to you like are you sure you want to live this yeah are you sure you want (laughs) to live this life because it's not as glamorous as living forever living forever is actually quite horrible and stuff like that which is like gives her depth and everything which is really nice it really 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 does i mean obviously the other comparative is you've got the werewolves with the companions Mm -hmm. um and it's not really kind of a moral choice you have to make it's kind of you have to do it to be able to complete the companions quest line yeah um Whereas, yeah, like you say, you've got that little bit of an element of choice where she's kind of actively telling you not to. And I think it makes you as a player think, oh, yeah. why is she saying not to? Why is it so bad? We're being told it's amazing. Yeah. What is so awful? What's happened to her? Um, but yeah, I just find she's got such an emotional storyline. I mean, definitely. obviously, depending on how you play it out, you obviously go into the soul cairn and you find her mum and I find that reunion I don't know why it's so touching yeah it's really and it's so memorable where she's thinking her entire life that her mum is dead but she's actually yeah. trapped in the soul cairn that's so nice it's like yeah it's really 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 nice and mm-hmm. I think I said in the first podcast that um again it's like traveling with your bestie yeah and that's something I really 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 like um as a female player yeah I well, I'm not really too interested in trying to like get a relationship with her. I know there's mm-hmm. like mods and stuff that you can do that and you can like marry her, etc. Right. For me, I just really like walking around with my bestie in Skyrim. Yeah. It's epic. She uh, another thing that I always that, that like sort of touched me about her was that she is she has like a deep backstory and yeah. she faces like the way that she walks with you and is that almost earns the respect of the the Dawn Guard. Because they are like the the fact she holds it together and understands that because of her father's discretions, that the Dawn Guard have to take action against him and they're killing her yeah. brethren is like a mm-hmm. huge huge thing. You know, it's like her yeah. for her to to swallow the fact that you know that they're basically you know to stand around vampire killers and understand yeah. that you have to help them to bring down your father because what your father's doing is is wrong. It's like, yeah. just gives her that well, depth. Really, you know? Yeah, I mean, because even if you don't choose to play as a Dawn Guard and you do go down the vampire route, you can still explore the, obviously, the element of killing her father. 
um, which is really quite cool, actually, because um, you can kind of accept that being a vampire is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. However, the way that Lord Harkon is trying to make vampires like rule the yeah, world and like it. kill the sun, mm-hmm. it's really, really, like, really interesting to see how Serana's kind of views of that is. Yeah, I don't think she necessarily hates being a vampire or hates the vampire world because it's her family. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously she can look at her dad and just go, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be doing it this way. Yeah, that's it. Maybe yeah. that's a bit wrong. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah, great choice, I think. Great choice. <laughs> um, shall I move on to my next one? Yes. Okay. My next one is Trevor Phillips from GTA Five. Oh, okay. Um, Trevor Phillips is a conflicted individual. He's yes. A completely not a psycho he you know he, he is that part of your brain that when you're sat there and you get angry with someone you will you're like i could burn this whole room to the floor or whatever you know but he is very much the embodiment of that he lives it mm-hmm. um yeah, i think the first time you see him obviously you see him at the start of the game but the first time you see him in the storyline he'd stamp someone to death right in front of you um yeah and he's just a complete nutter but but what they do that's so brilliant with his character is that obviously he's presented as this total nutcase. Obviously, there's all these hilarious like character building moments. Like obviously, you've got the whole character swapping in in GTA Five, and mm-hmm. when you when you swap from Franklin to him, you might just suddenly be like you've got five stars and you've got loads of cop cars chasing you, and he's like fucking stupid cops, and you're like <laughs> oh shit, what's he doing now? Or, yeah, like you'll see him like just suddenly you'll be like butt naked, like passed out somewhere, and he'll wake up and go <laughs> fucking shit or something like that. And you're like oh for God's sake. Like, yeah he's done it again yeah that's it all these different scenarios he gets himself into and i love the fact that he has like all these big ideas like trevor phillips enterprises and like the fact that he has his little i can't remember his his little what his little um his little crony is called but he's fucking hilarious and he says like <laughs> stupid things to him like just like i don't know just treats him like shit but it's like the the classic comedy of gta of like yeah. the way he talks to him and everything is just hilarious and obviously he calls himself it like calls his business trevor, trevor phillips enterprises and he like does stupid stuff like steals from the army and all sorts you know um but yeah. but what really sort of grounds him as a character is because obviously he's been friends with michael since forever uh which is really made poignant when he goes back to michael's house for the first time and it's like seeing a ghost because effectively michael pretended that he died and Trevor thought he was dead and then found out that he was alive and then came back to his house and was like, what the fuck, bro? Basically, um, <laughs> the, he goes into the front room and there's a really cute mission that like immediately attaches you, I think, to, to Trevor's story. Is he when he walks in the house, like obviously he knows Michael's kids from when they were young and stuff like that. And he like says hello yeah. to him and all this kind of stuff. And it's really funny seeing such like a psycho character have like a heart in this scenario. <laughs> um, yeah. And then and then all of, you find out that, that Michael's uh, little little girl is going on like what is like, you know, X Factor or Britain's Got Talent. Um, like that and she's going on there and like basically stripping off for it and uh, then right. like, so he sees her on telly starting to do it or something and then like Trevor just says to Michael he's like fucking no one touches whatever her name is you know like you know, he has that attachment yeah. that he's that crazy uncle that you have that's yeah. like you know he he you you don't almost want to introduce him to your friends but if your if your boyfriend pissed you off he's the first person you call you know that kind yeah. of guy um, yeah, I'm which, yet, yeah which gives him that heart and like <laughs> you go you know they're driving down the street in a truck or whatever it is you're off to go beat the fuck out of me or whatever he's just like he's the presenter of it you know simon cowell or whatever and i think you end up like driving <laughs> him or like doing a massive chase after him and all this kind of stuff um yeah and then and then it also like works his character in a beautiful way where he is come the end you have the choice to be able to kill trevor or not which one of the storylines because obviously trevor's pretty intense and and michael is uh uh, michael's like the sort of the the catalyst between trevor and uh franklin which is really nice because he says like this is 
Trevor, the brother I never wanted, and this is Michael, the son I always wanted. Uh, no, Franklin, the son I always wanted, um, which is a really nice dynamic between yeah. between the three of them and stuff like that. And then like there's loads of funny stuff that happens with Trevor, like and Michael, their relationships. Uh, uh, Trevor, I don't know why I keep calling him Michael, Trevor and Franklin, <laughs> their relationship is great, uh, and it just gives him like it just you finish a game somehow through excellent storytelling in like loving a character that is a psychotic murdering nutcase like completely off the rails like just meth addict meth dealer you know and like all these yeah. different things but he ends up being someone you're like oh i don't want trevor to die you know but that's like, really really good like storytelling yeah 100 the fact that they're able to do that i mean normally i mean if you've seen like, Han- like hannibal let you're like ooh, don't know if you want to go there yeah but yeah 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 that's it. He seems and like a really, really good character. Yeah, I, he's he's ace, and he's just like like most importantly, he is just fucking funny. And there's this one, one thing that I always think, always remember Trevor, which is so sick, is that the actor looks exactly the same as him. And <laughs> there's this really cool moment. Where there's a panel where this guy stands up, and he's like obviously at like one of these conventions or something. He like lifts up his phone and goes, "Can you come and tell me off as Trevor?" And then Matey just stands oh. up and just goes, you fucking dick, and starts running at him. And then like <laughs> just like goes in full Trevor and starts screaming in this guy's phone and everything. It's just great. Um, but he's just one of those characters, I think, because GTA sort of grown and has become like an online platform and everything, that like yes. often in these kind of conversations that GTA sort of like passed over in a way because you've yeah, had I games that have that. come out since like Red Dead and God of War and all these games that have like great storylines and stuff. But I think yeah. GTA Five is still an excellent piece of storytelling. But yeah. Oh, I mean, it's still one of those games. I mean, if you go onto like Twitch or anything and you see what people are streaming, GTA Five is always. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's always. it. But that's what I mean. It's sort of become that kind of more the online kind of aspect rather than I think the actual base story of the game. I think anybody should play. I think that's really great to play. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games I've not completed. I've mm-hmm. played like the bare minimum of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even for me, I've never played the other GTAs, but I've enjoyed that, and it's not normally a game I pick up and really, really enjoy. No, no, no yeah. All of. All of the characters are ace. Franklin and Michael are very, very good as well. Very, really well written. Um, mm. But Trevor particularly stands out because the second you say Trevor Phillips to anyone who's ever experienced Trevor Phillips, they're like, ah, fuck me. Uh, w- what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Number three. Yes. Number three. So this, yeah, so this one kind of plays off of what you were saying about Trevor being kind of like that uncle that you kind of look up to, like a bit like a family member. Mm. And I think that's why I've chosen this one. And <laughs> big shocker, it's from a fable series. <laughs> <laughs> no. Big shock here. <laughs> so it's, well, he's called Sir Walter and okay. he comes into the fable series in Fable 3. Um, he hasn't made an occurrence in other games, but, and I've mentioned this before, Fable 2 and Fable 3, if you complete and then play Fable 3, it takes your character and then makes that character the parent of your character in Fable 3. Yes, that's cool, yeah. That was cool when you told me that. So, yeah, and then with Sir Walter, what it is, is he has apparently fought alongside your parent um, in all of their adventures before they died. So you've instantly kind of got that connection with him, where it's like, yeah. oh my god, you're with my mum, who was me in my old game, which cool. is lovely. Yeah. Um. And when you first start the game, you basically have to, like, escape the castle um, due to the fact that your brother wants to, like, kind of kill you because you made a few wrong choices and he doesn't necessarily agree with that and all of it and you've got to start a revolution. Um, And Sir Walter is literally, like, the father you probably never really had in the game. Mm. Um, So, like I said, he fought alongside your parents. He has sworn to protect you. He is going to make sure that you do the right thing for Albion and that you... um, well, basically, become the monarch that your brother should have been. Yeah. 
um because his basically sole wish in life is to see you be this amazing monarch just like your parent was be an incredible hero because mm. you kind of start off kind of really well it seems as though you're a bit of a spoiled prince or princess and you don't really know too much about your parents' hero background. You know that they were a hero warrior. And Sir Walter is basically constantly encouraging you to be, well, the best hero that you can be. Um, he doesn't always agree with the choices you make. And that's kind of why I think, to me, he's a bit like a parent figure. Because um, you've kind of got that in the back of your head, almost like a nagging dad going, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Ooh, yeah, don't yeah, necessarily like, agree with that. Well, he's assuming that role because your parents aren't there, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there is a, well, I don't know if I should give away the spoiler, but I don't think I'll give it away completely. At the very end of a game, you have to make such a horrible choice hmm. um, in regards to Sir Walter. And it's so memorable in the fact that you have the entire game thinking, oh my God, I love you. You're like my best, like you are incredible. You're my dad. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the game, it's like, I cannot believe I've just done this to him. It is horrible. <laughs> like actually Jeez. horrible the first time i played it i cried wow and i'm not afraid to admit that yeah yeah for sure yeah it's good well, it's good narrative you know that yeah it is it's you know, really, really, really really good narrative you next level you know when, yeah, when it because, brings out that kind of emotion yeah because it's not one of these games where you can um i don't know what to say it's not a game in regards to the fact that you have to choose how you interact with them the storyline is the storyline hmm. um it's more or less to do with the fact that you kind of play the game how you play it. He yes. then decides how he reacts to what you're doing. Hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. I really just love the fact that he is like your dad in a video game. And I haven't had that in any other game that I've played. Yeah. And I think that's why he is so memorable. Yeah, it's cool. I guess the only thing I could think of that would be in any way, it's ringing any bells for me, is like Vesemir, really. Yeah, you know, I literally was thinking about that because... Hmm. Well, I'm a bit of a spoiler. Geralt is kind of on my list, but kind of not. I've not decided if I'm going to go with him yet. Oh, okay, right. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit like that. Vesemir is almost like your kind of adopted dad type of thing yes. when you become a yeah, witcher. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So he, he sort of plays that kind of role. It's really nice that, that obviously, I, I've already heard plenty of times that, that Fable gives you some pretty tough choices and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to, that obviously they grow your attachment to the character throughout the whole game then hit you with that kind of choice like i said about trevor yes. about like they give you they attach you to trevor then you have the option to kill him if you like you know yeah um almost for his own good in a lot of ways but like yeah definitely it's nice to it's nice for sure to to hear how that game's made you feel in that way you know and that's the whole point of, oh, it of really the podcast in a lot of ways you know yeah, I mean, I will probably continue to say Fable in every single podcast mm. I ever do. Yeah. Because Fable, to me, is just its most incredible game series, probably because of the nostalgia of playing it as a child. Yeah. But I do find that for a game where you don't really have to make a connection with the characters, they're just kind of in the game, they're kind of there, their storyline is already set. Yeah. Um, They make you feel emotions I didn't know I could feel in regards oh, to video cool. game characters. And Sir Walter cool. is definitely one of the biggest, like, memorable characters in my mind. I look forward when to... When I think of characters that have impacted, like, my gameplay, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Walter. And you, that's the whole point of this list, is that, that that when you hear that person's name, for us specifically, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, yeah, like, I'm there. Yeah, it triggers an emotional yeah. feeling. Like, just saying 100%. his name, I can feel my heart going, I can feel my eyes <laughs> swelling up. It's, nice. Yeah. Because yeah, I exactly. think I can look at it like a bit like my actual dad, who's had such an impact in my life. Yeah, for sure. And then to Total have my legend. kind of, like, in-game like dad mm. and then everything that happens to him it's like oh, 
And it's nice because you and your dad have like a really tight relationship and stuff, and it's all yeah. based around video games and stuff like that as well. Or it's yeah. a part of it's based around video games anyway, and that's really lovely. Like I wish I had that. Um, that's really really lovely. Uh, but yeah, that's that's nice that it's striking those chords for you in real life. Like I said about uh, with with Drake and, and and me, I suppose. Yes. Uh, okay, number three for me is who do I choose out of these? Yeah, I'll st- I'll go with <laughs> I'll go with Yennefer. Ah, she okay. is just she's just utterly memorable for me because i didn't know who she was because i'd played witcher 2 before mm-hmm. witcher 3 and i was infatuated with tris um i absolutely yeah i remember you saying in your um podcast and, carl and she's just the she was just like everything to me tris i absolutely loved her and then tris then presents herself to you first in witcher 3 and i was like cool mm-hmm. tris yes that's the tris i know from from witcher 2 she's such a legend and then she was all like oh we've like we, like she sort of said to me like we've broken up now because uh you're with like yennefer's back about and i was like nah who's yennefer let's not fucking worry about it. you know i was like you're you're the tris i remember from like witcher 2 yeah. and all this and then the second i met yennefer it's just hit me like a train you know um yes yeah, like, she's she's yeah. like she is well definitely she's like a sociopath definitely she's like <laughs> She is bad in a lot of ways for Geralt in so many ways. Um, yeah. She's like controlling. She's just a nutter. Um, uh, she's very like insensitive to to other people's emotions, uh, especially if it like she doesn't care where who it affects as long as she's like achieving her goal. Um, yes. But she's insatiable. She is like just you like I'm just like Geralt. I'm just like yeah, all right, I'll do it. You know, I'll just yeah. like I'm just like yeah, okay, you know, and all these things. I love her like cheeky relationship with her and. And Geralt, and I love the fact they sort of set yeah. the tone with that with the unicorn right at the start with Vesemir and what's a unicorn mean? And obviously you as a player <laughs> don't know either. And yeah. You can sort of make it as you like at that point. Then, of course, you find out later on what the unicorn means. Um, mm-hmm. But she is just like extremely memorable to me for that of being like like Triss is extremely memorable to me because I feel like she's the only fictional character I've actually ever felt a, a, a deep like pain in my chest for. In in regards, really? I feel like yeah, like like when I, when Triss fell into my arms in Witcher Three, mm-hmm. I genuinely like when it gives you like a split second decision of like she's drunk, she's fallen into your arms, you kiss her or you don't, and you've got ten seconds to choose or five seconds yeah. to choose, whatever it is. Like in real life, I was just like oh, and, like my heart went like, as if I was like fourteen, and it was like <laughs> some some girl that I was really into is just like Aww. gone gone to kiss me, and I was like yeah. oh, I was like oh my god, I love her, yeah, k- kiss her, oh. and then like it happened, and then afterwards I was like oh my god, that happened, and the, the way they 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 act with each other, I was just like I was literally flustered in real life. I was like oh my god, wow, but like the way that Yennefer affected me was in this kind of way of like um. So what it was that really like Yennefer really stuck with me is obviously she comes in with, like this whirlwind. She's telling me what to do. I'm like, oh my god, you're like, you know, just yeah. super annoying, strong. She's like a strong, headstrong female character, yes, and she like is. just you just she just wisps you up, you know, and just takes you with her. And like she's so, just car- cracking on, and you like there's people all over Skeller giving giving you shit because she's desecrating their land and stuff, and you're just like, oh, but you know she's Yennefer and she and I love her, and then you just keep <laughs> going, and then it hits that point where I was on top of the. I was on top of the boat and you have to decide whether once you get rid of the gin that you and you and Yennefer are either you're either in love or you're not mm-hmm. like and it's, it's cool that they make that character choice and at yes. that point I was all in with Tris I was like all in and I had to pause it I pause the game in my front room I'm just like I can't say I can't say I don't yeah. love her I can't I can't turn her down 
And then I ended up, I went, nope, that's it. I have to make a decision. And I went and I and I clicked, nope, that's it. Like, now the gin's gone. I, ain't love, I don't love you anymore. And it's the biggest regret of my life. And she just turned to me and I instantly loaded back. I just couldn't even deal with it. I just loaded oh back God. straight away and was just like, nope, I've got to tell you I love you because I do. Like, and that's how, that's how much she, like, affected me. And it's weird yeah. because, like, I was just totally torn between her and Tris the whole time. And then, obviously, like, that, that really backfired for me later on because they ended up, like, tying me to a bed and making me look like a dick because I was a dick. But, like... <laughs> she she is like just like that kind of she's so like I, lo- I love all the little like little details that they talk about her like um vesemir says to you like oh she's thrown a bed out the window last night and you're like why and she's like because she found red hairs in it from tris you know and then yeah. she's just like that kind of like she's like that ex you shouldn't go back to you know, but yes. you just go but you, every, you like, keep you, doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Like, Garrett's always just like, everyone's like, look, man, when are you going to let, let let Yennefer go? You know, when are you yeah. going to get away from her? Because she's bad for you, man. And then he's just like, yeah, yeah. But then he always says, like, that's it. This is the last time. Then she comes back through the door and he's yeah. like, yep, yeah, I'm back in love. You know, like, that but that's the thing, thing with like Geralt, though, is I think obviously the witches are not supposed to feel emotion, but I no. think he genuinely feels something for Yennefer. I think Triss, I don't know, I think that's more the player can form that relationship with Triss rather mm. than being Geralt's attachment with Triss. Mm. But. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Yennefer. She's so bad for him. It's good. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, that's it. And and I think with I think with Triss, obviously, because he lost his memory. So he lost mm. his memory of Yennefer. And the only reason he lost his memory of Yennefer because he saved Yennefer. Um, yeah. So so then obviously he he falls in love with Triss because of course he would never know there is a Yennefer. And mm. then when Yennefer comes back into his life, it, yeah, it does sort of overtake in the same way. And I guess like inadvertently, I actually went through that you know because i had yeah. no memory of yennefer going into witcher 2 i had no mm-hmm. idea who she was i fell in love with tris and then come by the end of witcher 3 i was in love with yennefer again or yeah. for the first time you know which is which is fantastic and really again so well wrote that the, they yes. managed to be able to be able to do that but yeah that's my uh I've, i may i'll probably tell that story again be like you fable but like i just <laughs> i i absolutely just the witcher 3 is just so fantastic i'm looking into yes, Geralt's eyes on my left luke bought me a, a Geralt metal poster for christmas and uh, i'm looking into his yellow eyes now i'm thinking so much so much pain in there mate so much pain so we've been through so much together okay <laughs> number four. <laughs> oh, i don't know how i can uh, go on from that really <laughs> call it a podcast oh, here that's right it. okay how games make you feel eh <laughs> yes <laughs> so my next one actually is um, from a Dragon Age game, which I did not think would make cool. it onto my list. Yeah, okay. it's Dragon Age Inquisition, um, and it was actually the only Dragon Age I've actually ever properly played. I've touched the other ones, haven't really played them. And again, this isn't the Inquisitor, it's another um, NPC, which is really, really interesting that they're on my list. It's not kind of characters that you play. But he's called Varric, and he's a little dwarf, and he's meant to be really, really badass, but I just love him. He's the cutest little thing. Mm. Cool. Like, he really is, and if he was a real character, he would literally beat the living daylights out of me. Like, if he was just <laughs> next to me and I just called him cute, he would beat me up. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. But he's just the most unique little thing ever, because um, he appears to just be like a drunken, like, surface dwarf, because obviously he's on land, he fights, etc. so he's a surface dwarf in the games. Um, but it's all just a ruse. He's actually pretending to be like a drunk dwarf in the taverns, etc. But he's actually working for a spy network. Cool. Which is really, really, really cool. Um, and I just look at him and I think, oh my God, you little like devil, really? Like, what mm. are you doing all this for? 
but he's got such a interesting backstory as well because you find out so much but so little at the same time which is why it's really really memorable um so when you first ever meet him in dragon age inquisition he has got a crossbow and he's called it bianca and he first starts talking about me and bianca and you're like who the hell is bianca yeah yeah and he goes oh it's my crossbow and you're like well why is your crossbow called bianca and it basically involves like a girl and a promise and he says it's a story that he can never tell um but he has put the story to a song, but he will never sing the song. And the only time you kind of hear it is when you're in battle, he will start to hum it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And it really kind of gets you in the feels. It's like, oh my God, what has happened to my poor little Varric? Where mm. he cannot tell this story, um, but he sings it when he's in battle. Because for me, obviously, it's something that's making him happy to remember that memory. But it's a really, really horrible memory as well. And I don't know, it always just gets me in the feels and I just look at him with just sadness in my eyes mm. and I think, oh, Varric. But he is in the other Dragon Age games, but I've never played them, so I can't oh, really cool. say. So you don't know whether you actually do there. find out whether yeah. or anything in the other games. Exactly. And I think that is kind of pulling me into playing Dragon Age 2. Yeah. So I think that's when he's in his Dragon Age 2. Um, and I think you find out a little bit more about his family kind of background because I think he has to work for a spy network just because of the fact that his family is in like a dwarven merchant guild Mm. um but he's just brilliant because he says it how it is he's got such a crude humor it's brilliant it's like you go somewhere he's like ah we're gonna die oh just nice yeah Yeah, yeah. he's very black and white but it's very very comedic and i've said it before i love comedy (laughs) and games yes really really dry um but it's also really, really cool in the fact that he's one of the only companions that you can't form a romantic relationship with um, yeah, in cool. Dragon Age Inquisition. Because a lot of the, um, well, the main storyline characters, you can have like those romantic relationships with. Yeah. Whereas Varric, not at all. You can flirt with him, doesn't take it. Um, and you cannot progress onto anything further, which you can with all the others. Yeah, I guess maybe um, that's because of what happened to him before then, I guess. Exactly, and it just yeah. kind of makes it stand out in your mind. It's like, oh, what has happened to this poor little boy? Yeah. What has happened? Um, like again, as I say, if I said that to him, he would be the living daylight out of me, calling <laughs> my poor little boy. Yeah. But I don't know. He really does stick out in my mind, and I'm just thinking, well, what has happened to him? I've got so much intrigue about him, and you do like little quick Google searches about him, and it doesn't really tell you anything. It's like, tell me more. I want to know. Yeah, definitely. That mystery. And that has been Air of mystery yeah. about him, like yeah. Yeah, and it's making me then want to play the other games. I'm like, right, am I going to do it? Are we going to find out more about Varric? Yeah. Because, yeah, I just do. I love him. He's brilliant. And I think as well it ties into like my love of Lord of the Rings. Yes. I look at Gimli and I think, yeah, Varric could be Gimli in another world. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I wonder whether he's loosely based on him. I Probably, to be fair. It's got that kind of level of humour. Yeah, like especially if you watch, like, I don't know... (sighs) some of the extended edition clips of um lord of the rings you've got gimli and legolas having like a drinking competition yeah that's great um and gimli it's starting just to make me feel something in my fingers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i don't know whenever i just see varric getting drunk i'm like yeah he could be related to gimli Defer. yeah dwarves have a certain character they do mm. and i think it's really interesting when games put the dwarves in um, yeah. and i think that's probably another reason why i like varric so much is because you actually get to see a dwarf, whereas in like games like Skyrim, you just hear about the Dwemer, you never see yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, only, so it's really, you only really ever see a dwarf see and... in Morrowind. Yes, and yeah. I've not played Morrowind. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've never played that scene, but I just yeah. know that my friend told me that you get to meet the last living dwarf, which is cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, sounds dope. But yeah, that's, yeah, I no, mean, this it is... It really, really is. It's cool. This is exactly why 
you're such great addition to the podcast because these are the kind of things you'd be bringing forward because I think like, like if you had like a conversation with me and Paul we probably have the same list right now just be going through them same yeah. things and it's just really nice you bring such different flavour and stuff it's really great thank it's you really great really great choice thank you very much but, but yeah, yeah it's really really odd I think as weirdly as a female I probably have a different experience with characters than what a male might yeah, um, obviously sure. not everyone is the same but I think a lot of people kind of could play these games to form relationships with characters and maybe take it to levels that I don't necessarily like to go down and explore mm-hmm. I'm more purely storytelling etc and I like to get fully immersed in my games yeah, yeah and I think there's a big element as you can probably tell with like Serana lady um not lady a <laughs> sister Hannah yeah. um I like to travel the world with my bestie and I like to form those kind of friendships with people kind of like yeah, the, cool. like blood brothers type of thing yeah you've yeah. got a bond with your um companions yeah, and I really really, nice. really enjoy that and when I can come away from a game and say wow they really impacted my story yeah i love it yeah 100 percent. right so my number four that's your number four yes yes okay my number four is arthur morgan from red dead redemption 2 um arthur is a character that is possibly one of the best and most well-developed characters like throughout a narrative um he's someone who spends such a long period of time with and you have such an intimate relationship with that he is like he starts off and he's like sort of uh, a bit of a yes man sort of does what he's told and everything and then you erupt into this kind of knowing what's right and wrong you're always fighting Mm -hmm. with his his uh his morals all the time and stuff like that and he ends up having like great reflection come the end of the game and stuff like that and he is just he's just so deep he's just such a, a he's the hearty very like um like manly like blokey character that kind of like you can see in his eyes all the emotions he's feeling and he might allude to them but never necessarily like outright say them um and there's some beautiful moments Mm -hmm. where he has those kind of like very um i don't know like a a strong dad would, you know, let his emotions out to his son and tell him he loves him really, you know, but he's almost sort of biting his tongue as he says it, you know? Um, and that's, yeah. and that's uh, like, you know, I'm very different. I'm a very emotional f- for a man, you know, I'll cry and, you know, pour my heart out and everything. But like, he is certainly a lot more of that kind of, like, especially with his relationship with, I forget her name, but the girl that he, he sort of has, is on and off with oh, and she's, yeah. I forget her name. Um, but she has that kind of like, oh, Arthur, you know, just come run away with me. And you can just tell, yeah. like, he he does want to. But what Arthur really is deep yeah, down. Yeah, he's really conflicted. Yeah, he's conflicted yeah. by a lot of things, especially his relationship with Dutch, because he loves Dutch so much. But Dutch is, yeah. Dutch descends into madness. And then that causes him to, to, um, to you know question his whole reality because his whole reality mm-hmm. is is dutch and the gang um and yeah. it's heartbreaking because he is such a family man he cares so much about his family he cares about the whole group um and you, the, depending on how you play arthur of course you can play him as the same guy that beats the guy up at the very start of the game in in the sort of farmyards that you know eventually uh you know plays out for the rest of the game uh, but he or you can play it as a nicer author and you know make decisions that are really hard like there's one where you you basically ruin these people's lives by killing their husbands and you end up trying to like you can go at the end and Arthur just like it's, he's so 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 excellently voice acted I can't even explain yes. and he's just like there's so much subtlety there's so much like emotion he they like 
he uses silence and everything and his eyes and everything is just beautiful but he's like he's got a strong sense of honor he's got he's got a, a real sense of like reflection and um mm-hmm. and everything he's just like he's such a fantastic character and i just think there's there's so many stories there's so many br- brilliant moments where you know um he is like reflective of things like even down to like the racism in the game and stuff like that like he is like always looks after like lenny and and charles and people like that and they're the people that obviously end up siding with him come the end and everything um and i think he's just there's just so much to it so much to his character that obviously you're talking about a hundred plus hour campaign so it's very difficult for me to sort of package that but, but he's he's extremely just like deep you know and i think there's just so many layers to his character and to begin with like like greg miller from kind of funny he, he just stopped playing the game because he just thought like, he doesn't like playing the protagonist that's a dickhead oh um, really because i think at the start of the game you sort of are as arthur you know you've got like kidnap people you've got to do horrible things yeah um and one of the things that's nice about red dead retention one is you can sort of have a choice in those things throughout rather than mm-hmm. this game forces you to go through that because it's a part of is growing i wish i could just force greg to play it but like yeah um i can understand why you got off at that point but like as you progress through the game he just has so much heart that like amy played it with me and to this day like if you if she sees a, a photo of arthur she's like oh arthur you know like Aww. he has like he just has that place in your heart and i think anybody yeah. who's played his character um like you'll know what i'm talking about and if you don't then play red dead redemption 2 because it's, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting because yeah. it's kind of like you're not playing it in the sense that you choose how you play it but you're playing his story it's kind of like it's already it's written for you and you're just playing it through like almost like a film you're watching Mm -hmm. what has happened yeah yeah it's very much like playing like a uh, playing a movie and yeah there's just beautiful moments where like he he has this reflection on his life and what his life means and all of that and it just culminates so beautifully and it just i just have such an attachment to him that he will always, always be on my top five of most memorable characters or top five best gaming characters. And even though Red Dead may sometimes be notched out by other things as a total whole game, not that yep. not that it's too far out, I don't think. But he's like definitely in my top 10 games of all time, that's for sure. But he's just so hearty. He's so like yeah. um, warm, really, at the end of the day. And he's like just a... a good old-fashioned family man who's heartbroken who is you know he's got so much honor about him and 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 it's just like you play through his heartbreak you play through his realization of of what his life means and the changing of the times and how that his life is escaping him because you know he's an outlaw in a world that's becoming Mm -hmm. modern in a city you know like cities pocket popping up all around the place and all these different things um yeah and he just has uh, that's it that's what i've been looking for Arthur morgan has a charm he's charming ah, yeah that's what he is he's just a charming character <laughs> just makes you feel warm when you get to know him yeah um but yes there we are Arthur morgan okay number five your final My one, last Charlotte. one so i will say also as i mentioned earlier i was really really conflicted and i think i've made my mind up now talking through with you who yep. my number five is i was tied between either Geralt or rivia mm. or italian from uh, shadow of mordor slash shadow of war oh okay yeah um i'm gonna go italian i really cool. really am um just due to fact and obviously the one main similarity between him and Geralt is they are both anti-heroes yes and that really sticks out in my mind as being something that i have enjoyed playing and it's not something i'd normally enjoy playing as mm. being the anti-hero 
I love being in a feel-good kind of character where you're trying to do the best for the world. Yeah. And Talion is so memorable in the sense that he is obviously he's trying to fight Sauron. Yeah. But he's not doing it because he knows Sauron's evil. He's doing it purely because of the fact that he is angry and he wants revenge. But um, spoiler, his uh, wife and son were killed. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh he's is is I can see exactly straight away why you'd go down the route of him because A, yeah. of course, everybody should know by now, Charlotte absolutely loves Lord of the Rings. Um <laughs> and obviously it's Lord of the Rings game. But also yes. there's certain parts of him that are like embedded there, like the fact that he's part Wraith, stuff like that. I just yes, know that is. like straight from the off you'd be all over that. You know, you'd be like, Wow, this is yeah. cool. You know. Yeah. Which get you, you have a deep affinity with Lord of the Rings as a as a series. So I do. Or, or as as a as a medium. And then you go yeah. into that and you you know it's a video game within that realm which is well, because like, it's really right exciting because it isn't based off of the events of the film it's based off of the tolkien books which yeah. i adore as people probably know by now um and it's just really 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 interesting the fact that it takes place i believe between the 60 years of the hobbit and the lord of the rings yeah cool. um and you obviously you encounter Gollum, who's trying to find his precious but he then goes around and he shows you um like bits of like ancient history i think it's part of a wraith i can't remember exactly what it's called off the top of my head but i just love the way that talion just doesn't give a crap about anything else apart from his own mission yeah and i don't know why i love that but i do and it's just so memorable in my mind of thinking you know what this is a character that i've really really enjoyed playing through and i think as well because he's got that extra element to him that he has got like the elven lord i think he's called like selimbria selimbria i'm probably cool. really really butchering that um but it's just it's so cool in a sense. Obviously, this elven lord wasn't supposed to go to Talion. It was meant to go to Sauron's like little foes who obviously were doing his work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Talion is just well, in my mind, he's the perfect anti-hero. He really, mm. really is. In yeah. comparison to Geralt, who you could probably could see as a hero rather than an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Talion is a pure anti-hero. He's probably a bit more like Batman in a sense. Where... Yeah, that's cool. I like that as a, as a as an example. Yeah, in my mind, he is. He's well. He's like the Batman of the Lord of the Rings world, yeah, cool. Middle Earth, because he's doing it for his own gain, not for mm. the gain of other people. He is obviously trying to do something that's going to have an impact on everyone. Yeah. But he doesn't give a crap about that. He's doing it for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. And then it makes me feel really conflicted at the end of Shadow of um, Mordor, um, because he then decides that he wants to forge like his own ring of power. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I've just got all these. Have you played Shadow of War? I've played it briefly, yeah. I've touched it. I've not finished it. Is it him it. in it too? Yes. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, no, it's him in it. I'm really interested um, to play both of them, to be honest. They're, they're oh, have you not played them? I played the very start, like probably about two hours at the start of it, very, very early doors when, when Shadow of Mordor first came out. Ah, okay. And I love the mechanic of like taking over the orcs and all that kind of stuff. Super sick. Oh, um, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, obviously, this isn't a uh, top games. No, exactly. Yeah, not pod. to dive, digress too much into the game. It's it. a really, 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 really good game in a sense that you've got the kind of like attaching, um, fighting style, um, the orcs kind of level up around you. Yeah, it's Assassin's they kind Creed. Of pin on your weak. Yes, it is very mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed. -y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really, really good game, and he's just a brilliant character in it. Yeah, that's purely because dope. of that. But he's an anti-hero. You maybe want to play it because he's like he's one of those people who I didn't attach myself to straight away. I was a bit like, oh, yeah, you know, like because he's different because it well, I didn't come in as Aragorn or someone I really love. So I was a bit like, oh, who yeah. is this guy? Well, and he's then... got those links with Aragorn because he is also then a ranger. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was obviously I think he was like the Lord Commander of something of like the Black Gate. 
Um, And you kind of just see him go from being all high and mighty to now just being this ranger seeking revenge. Yeah. I I like a revenge bot line. It's good. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. But then you don't necessarily get to do that. You can kind of go around and you can touch on all the history of it. Yeah. Or you can just do his main storyline, seeking revenge and just being him. And I don't know. Um, I just really, really like him. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, Right. My last one is Mm -hmm. Joel from The Last of Us. Um, because I had a feeling you, that would be on your list. If you want to talk about anti-hero, he's as anti-hero as you can get. I think he yeah. is. His decision that he makes come the end of the Last of Us is is as hard a decision as you can possibly make. It's probably one of the most human decisions you can possibly make. We did talk about this before in the podcast, so I won't dive yeah. into it too deep. Um, but one of the biggest things that's a testament to how great a character Joel is is the fact that the whole of the second game is based off of just how much you love his character. So some stuff happens to him, basically, and then you Mm -hmm. spend the whole of the second game uh, as Ellie, uh, not as Joel for the second one, but it's it's, uh, fueled by Joel the whole second game. And you just have such an attachment to his character. He he transcends, like, the... He, again, a bit like Arthur Morgan, is this kind of, like, steely very emotional but not exactly intensely expressive at times character but has a big heart um Mm -hmm. i think you can sort of tell the kind of characters i'm into but like yes (laughs) he uh he yeah he's very very deep again he cares he has like such a heartbreaking backstory of losing his daughter like he does it's just so gross um and it's just like so like you, you immediately attaches you to him in such a sympathetic yeah. way in such it's a completely and utterly heart-wrenching oh, isn't it, it what really happens is to him. just totally totally grim but um yeah i think anybody who's played last of us joel will immediately i don't have to speak about him because you'll just know there's one of those kind yeah. of like you into lord of the rings yeah we don't have to talk about it we're both like <laughs> you know, one of those kind of scenarios like yeah um so i won't digress into him too much uh but for sure he is a character that forever for me will always be in my top in my top list of characters will always be someone who um i i could probably watch every person in my life who hasn't played that game play the start of it and see them immediately attach themselves to joel in that way um and just he's just he's so well played all the way throughout the whole of last of us one and he's so excellently played in last of us two as well he's just he is really just a a perfect character who encapsulates what it is to be heartbroken what it is to Mm -hmm. be uh to feel loss what it is to be a human and what it is to absolutely love someone especially a child um yeah and and that's beautiful but yeah that is my last one that is joe and if you haven't played last of us please god play it um (laughs) yeah and also if you haven't played last of us two play it and i'm talking to myself too because i've only played the first couple of hours of it um but of (gasps) course i've got a broken ps4 now so i gotta wait till ps5 so i can enjoy that venture uh but yes (laughs) there we are that is mine and charlotte's most memorable characters are top five thank you very much charlotte that was an excellent conversation and thank you i love it so much really enjoyed that um we move on to tips for if you're feeling twitchy tips for if you're feeling twitchy right so the next one on my list that i have got in this is a really 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 big one for me and it was something that i wished i had told myself when i first started streaming okay is stream games that you enjoy not what's popular Yes. And okay, fair enough. If games that you enjoy are the popular games, fair enough. Play yep. them. But do not look at something and go, oh, that's really, really popular. Better jump on the Fortnite train. Yeah, yeah. 
I want that because when my PC went bang um, and I had to take a few months out of streaming um, before I went from YouTube to Twitch, I came back onto the scene and Fall Guys was so popular. Yeah. And I kind of thought, oh, you know what? I can really, really build my following by playing Fall Guys. And I didn't enjoy the game. It was an really? absolute nightmare. Wasn't very good at it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was streaming it. I was getting it's angry hard. at it. And yeah. it is. And I didn't gain anything from it. No. And I felt like I'd really put myself back because I was looking at it and going, oh, how can I build my channel yes, really, really definitely. quickly? I think that's how a, can I get followers quickly? That's a mistake that a lot of people make in regards to being like, yeah. you know, I, I can do the same with podcasting where if, if I narrowed the podcast down and made it that it was just a Call of Duty podcast or just a this podcast, then I probably would have, mm -hmm. a, have a larger following. Um, but, but as we've spoken off the podcast, Charlotte, it's not, not the way to go about things. If not, not if you don't love it. Yeah. If it's something you really love exactly. and you only want to talk about that, yeah. then go ahead, you know, or only want to stream And it. then you can see it as a viewer, um, whether or not it's streaming, podding, yep. recording YouTube videos, anything like that. You can instantly see when somebody is enjoying what they are doing. And I think that's what keeps people around. Oh, 100%. Yeah. they got to love it. And, um, exactly. And, and that's the most so fair thing. enough. If like say somebody who was streaming um, Fall Guys at the time when I was, they really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Fair enough. They deserve those views and they deserve those follows because it is something that they are really interested in. They're passionate in. Yeah. Um, and it would be awful for me to go and try and get some of those follows because they're then going to come back to my channel and it's not going to be about that. No. I'm it. only ever going to stream the games that I enjoy. Yeah, that's it. Don't ever don't ever sort of do things for people. Do it for yourself, exactly. and then the people will come. You know. Yeah, because um, you're then going to build a community on the things that you all love and you all definitely. share. Right, there we are. That's another perfect tip for if you're feeling twitchy. And we move on to the very final thing, which is the thought of the day and the end of the show. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Another excellent show. <laughs> um, and uh, the thought of the day today is, if you want to be a rainbow, sometimes you got to put up with the rain. Oh, which is oh, uh, I like that one. <laughs> which I really like. Every like time, that. yeah. <laughs> no. I really like these at the end of every pod. I'm like, oh, I like uh, yeah, that. yeah. That's it. I like to sort of, <laughs> I like to sort of leave it on that because I think um, sort of it, it, one of those things that, especially coming off the back of tips for feeling twitchy, you know, that's uh, really nice. Yeah. Um, but yes, there we are. That is Charles Ball for this week. We will be back next week with something completely different. No, not next week. Week after, bi-weekly. Think. Um, we, we will be back soon with something different a top five or a, or a, a, a you know more intense gaming subjects I'm sure we'll something. dive into them at some point but yes thank you very much for listening everybody you're all a bunch of legends and Charlotte you're the biggest legend there is so thank you very much oh thank you so much Ryan thank you again for listening to another Pixie Gaming Podcast uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today we are Pixie Podcast on Twitter Pixie Podcast on Instagram Pixie Gaming Podcast on Facebook and Pixie Gaming Podcast on YouTube and our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk thank you so much for listening you're all a bunch of legends and uh, here's a little outro music so enjoy